the moment you've all been waiting for. Out of Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. And welcome back to Super Necessary. What a wild card UFC 261 was. We waited over a year for the fans to be back, and my god, did they fucking deliver! That yeah. was worth the wait. That was oh god, so so much going on, so much shock, so much energy, so many heart attacks. So oh, it's uh, it was mad, wasn't it? It was. An absolute crazy, crazy cards. Possibly one of one of the best. Oh yeah, um, we're off the top. Oh, so obviously uh, through this we're gonna uh, talk as much as we can about about the card in general. Uh, got a little bit of news items, and then uh, we'll take questions. But let's let's start with the fans. You know, what was that like having having the fans there? You know, like. Watching it, just it was quarter past four in the morning, and I turned my PlayStation on to watch it on BT Sport, and like I got goosebumps just seeing it, and like it happened with me a couple of weeks back watching WrestleMania, like just hearing the fans, yeah, was just like if so if if too sick if it never went the way it went on on Saturday Sunday, if it never went the way it went, the fans being there would have made it worthwhile. Mm. That that card would have been one of the best ever if it was in a parking lot. That's how good it was. Yeah, yeah. And just made it extra. It's like everyone just went, look, just let's, it's like the fighters went to each other, every fighter went, look, let's just try and knock each other out. <laughs> See what happens for the fans. And yeah. And it was just, it was just nice. Like I didn't, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, didn't agree with them booing, you know, Zhang uh, Weili. Yeah. Didn't agree with them booing Amara Usman and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I've missed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's just it's just fans voicing their, their opinion, and it's something we haven't we haven't had. Like again, we've I think we've said it in the past. Massive props to the UFC and and other organisations. In fairness, but the UFC is obviously what we've sort of touched on more than others. Yeah. Um. But you know. UFC one, Bellator, LFA, Invicta, they've all carried on putting shows on throughout yeah. the course of the last twelve months, and massive props to them because it can't have been easy. Um, UFC more so, they've they've had a show every single week more or less. Um, with I think they took like a three week break, didn't they after the um, after the last time they were in Abu Dhabi. I think so. Yeah, um, it was a, a few weeks, but then they were they were straight back to it. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just it's just been non-stop, and as I say, the fans there deserve that moment. We as watching fans deserved that card. Yeah, that we've waited for that card. We've deserved that card, and there's been a lot of good fans with no fans there. There really has. There's been some great fights, but 
it's going to take a long, long time for something to top two six one in my in my eyes. And this is me. I I haven't even seen the prelims yet because so me like an idea. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you now. So um, normally big cards. Me and Kieran will watch it together. Um, so with this one, I was I was knackered. I was too tired. So I set an alarm to get up a quarter to three. Turn that alarm off. Actually woke up a quarter past four. <laughs> um, caught the last two fights live. Uh, was back asleep by quarter to six, and then woke up and watched the rest of the main card. Um, I haven't been able to watch the prelims yet, but yeah. I mean, if the main card's anything to go on, it, it doesn't matter what the prelims are like just based on that main card. Um, but you you did see the prelims, so you're gonna just briefly talk a little bit about the, them on your own. What what was what stuck out on the prelims for you? See a, a couple. I mean, let's go into the the, the first fight. I mean, first of all, I'm I'm to go on what you were saying. I'm happy. Fans are back. I, I generally got a smile when they started roaring when you know the fighters were coming out, and it's it's nice. You know, we've all been craving a bit of normalcy and to have fans there gives us that. You know, it's it's a step closer to getting things back on track and. As you say, what an event to, to be able to go to and for us all to see. Um, so basically the prelims, even the early prelims delivered the fight past one. So it started with Liang Na and Ariane Canalosi. Um and it was just the craziest first round. Um both come out trying to hit put each other down. Uh Groundwork, everything, and then I think uh, what what's happened is Leon Na is knocked the self out, and uh, has then been finished in the second round. Um, great fight, great that that started to set the tone. Move on to the next one, which was an absolute crazy fight again, uh, and it's Kuleng. Uri, I don't even think I'm saying that right. Uri Kuleng, something like that. And Jeff Molina. Um, well, how do you think it said? <laughs> you For me, looking at it, it looks like Kuleng Aori. Yeah, see, and I, I think with like China, I think they do it backwards. So on the, the, the uh, the comms team was saying it was Uri Kuleng or Kudleng, something like that. All right, okay. Anyway, not to get him thinking up with it. So yeah, Jeff Molina is stuck here for days if he did Yeah, he's <laughs> he's looked very good. Uh Uri's looked very good as well. And it's uh Molina's just been jabbing his head off, everything hitting him. Uh Uri just hasn't took his head off the centre line. And then before the fight finishes, already rocks him. <laughs> nearly, nearly puts him out after all that. And the bell um, saves him, essentially. Um, so that's another crazy one on the early prelims. Um, you move to the main prelims and you've got uh, Brendan Allen, Carl Robeson. Uh, good, good fight. Um, and 
and then in, in submission it was weird that he kind of put himself in the submission so he uh, Robeson went for like a, a heel hook but at the same time Brendan's got got a heel hook and has managed to finish him um, mad but a great finish and then the feature feature bout was a uh, cowboy Oliveira Alex and uh, Randy Brown and uh, these seem to have some uh, some sort of beef going on beforehand, uh, which I don't know if anyone went to Brown's Twitch to, to find out. He said to go to me Twitch to find out what it was all about. But um, another finish, great one. We got a one-armed rear naked choke. Yeah, yeah. So uh, That's rare. Yeah, yeah, a, a rare one-armed rear naked choke. But he, he, he had exactly. He had his hand like on uh, Oliver's shoulder, and you know, behind it as he was doing it, and then held his other hand, and I think he's just squeezed. Um, um, Olivera had to tap. Um, the other ones were weren't bad, but they're the ones that that stuck out. Um, yeah, prelims delivered and really set up. The main card, to be honest with you, yeah, main card was on some crazy shit. I, mean, um, I, I don't know what what everyone had taken before they they went out there, but they took it. To be honest I, with you, I, I think say, it's the energy of the crowd. Just, it's yeah, yeah, just adrenaline. Man was in the air. It was it was just crazy. It was they were pumped. You know, they 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 got a little taste of it back in the last year where in Abu Dhabi and they had like two thousand fans in didn't yeah. they? Yeah, more, in the crowd was really good for that in fairness to them um, but this it was a full crowd it was 15, 16 <laughs> oh, excuse me 15, 16 thousand you know what I mean so yeah, massive imagine, difference imagine after fighting in essentially a training ring octagon for the last year and then going out there seeing a full size octagon 16 thousand people either booing you or cheering for you like it just Ah, oh, I just like I'd be in awe. I would if that was me walking out. I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> just like mouth jaw to the floor. Yeah, everything. Like open. honestly, yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, to be honest with you, I think the only thing that you would miss from you know having on the apex or whatever is mm-hmm. literally hearing the impact of the shots and um the you coaches. Yeah, one, <laughs> one impact. Yeah, we'll get to that, but. Uh, just hearing them clearly, you know, hearing the coaches, even now in the prelims, think, you could hear uh, James Krause like, shouting his head off. Yeah. So, but so I think that's better for the fighters because, you know, you're seeing it like in the apex, and we'll see it again at the weekend because they're back in the apex. Yeah. Until they're in Houston. But um, you do, you see it, and it's like you've got to go in and talk real quiet and real close. And it, it must be hard for coaches who were always like intense. Mm. to give their instructions in that sort of subdued manner. Yeah. And so the fact that they could just go out there and go, look, go out there and fucking kill the bastard. Or something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> just go absolutely fucking mental. Yeah. It must have been boss for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the main card was was on some different shit. Um, you know, first fight. I mean, looking at it, I, I was properly looking forward to this. And then, like, not, I've seen it all now, obviously. But I was a bit gutted that 
overslept because I was just that tired. Um, yeah. Because the main card was just full of absolute killers. Yeah. In, in both sides, like pretty, I, I think every fight possibly on that card could have went either way on another day. Mm. And that's that's what you love about it. But I mean, the first one, Anthony Smith, Jimmy Cruth. Um, you know, first of all, props to Jimmy Cruth. He's a fucking warrior. Yeah. Um, how he how he was gonna carry on is absolutely insane. But um, that that's just the fighter in the minutes. But to be honest with you, I I, I think I think at the day that Cruth, uh, I think the judge had scored in the first round. Because after he got hit with the kick, he scored a takedown and mm. kept him down for a little bit. But he didn't. Wouldn't say he done much with it. Um, yeah, it was mostly. Smooth. I mean, the fact that he can, um, he could still get a takedown on one leg. I mean, great for Jimmy Cruz to show that his his wrestling's at a good level. But mm. that that to me says Andy Smith is working on your takedown defense. If you can't yeah. stop a one-legged man, you haven't got much going for you. <laughs> well, you got as well as that. You got to think what Cruz thinking in his head if he's felt on goal and he's like, mm. "I need to get this to the floor before yeah, maybe. I get kicked again." And he's just to drove everything. But uh, maybe what a shot! I mean, maybe could have damaged his leg more doing that yeah. takedown. You know, it's... I mean, like as someone who fairly regularly throws leg kicks when I'm in sort of training myself um, and know how hard, how easy it is to to get your placement wrong and hurt yourself like yeah. the placement of that was absolutely beautiful the yeah. kick was just perfect right behind the knee he stood literally stood no chance yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it was just it was a beautiful shot it's obviously something he's worked on extensively um, and you know yourself you've you've done training in, in like low kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's, there's nothing better than getting a sweet, getting that sweet connection on a good kick. Yeah, um, it's it, like, it's a really good feeling. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would have been the type of kick where you connect and just think to yourself, "Fucking hell, that was boss that." Yeah, um, <laughs> and he, he's he might oh, have even done that, but then he's seen you know he's seen Cruz like wince and you know yeah. it's like give out. So it's. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a crazy, crazy opening to, to the main card. Yeah. Um, Speaking uh, of legs giving out. There we go. Go on. Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, Uriah Hall, um, the only man in UFC history to win a fight without throwing a single strike. Do you, do you think that was odd for Dana to... I've seen a lot of people have a go at do, do you think it was odd for Dana to do that? Tweet, you know, um, used that injury as a way to promote uh, a record. Or a record, yeah. I mean, it was in a way, but then to be honest, Chris Weidman won't be asked. Yeah, um, I mean, it wouldn't it, surprise me to be honest. It wouldn't surprise me if Dana's just sent him a quick text and saying, "Look, get well soon." Blah blah blah. By the way, I'm going to throw a, a video of your injury up on my Twitter. For the world to see, just so I can give props to your eye hole. <laughs> probably in denial, Dana, but... Let's be honest. Does Dana come across as the type of person who gives a shit about that kind of stuff? No, not necessarily. But there you go. There's your. You know that, that's uh, literally that. That's the only person who's going to do that, unless that freak accident happens again, and no one throws throws a shot. You know, it's well, going to be like seen, the weird. Does... It's going to be the weirdest record ever. 
but um, yeah, I seen someone put uh, there's been three incidents like that in UFC history, and Chris Wyden's been involved in two of them. Yeah, yeah. And the other the other thing I seen, which was really strange as well, is Chris Wyden has um had two has had two fights in his career have a rematch. Both of them have ended in a snapped leg. Yeah, because that that one with right your right hall was a, a rematch, really. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, um, um, in the first one. Yeah, but in, in in all seriousness, you know, massive respect to Uriah Hall. You know, he was classy yeah. in what he said. Said they're going to run it back no matter what his ranking is. Um, yeah. it, it had the potential to be a good fight. Uriah Hall has is improved a lot the last couple of years. But then that's the thing, it's hard to bloody see because, you know, <laughs> it sort of ends a bathroom like this. Uh, I know, it, but it's going to be frustrating that he has a, a, a training camp, you know, devotes a ton of time to getting in shape. And then, but that's it, it's a free accident. And it's, yeah, like, it's frustrating, but at the same time, that's that's the sport, that's what they're in. Mm, you know, something like that. It's a risk, kind yeah. of care at any time. You know, in yeah. fairness, you know, Chris Wyden could have been walking to the ring and has got his foot on wrong or something and snapped his leg. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's it's that easy. Um, but what was weird for me is it's not what it, the way it differed to Anderson's one is Chris Wyden checked the kick when it was Anderson. Your eye hard just kind of planted his foot more. <laughs> like he's, broke, he's broke his leg with his muscle. This shows how fucking strong Hall's legs are, but it's also in. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. It's like, I think it was the placement. Now, mm. it, it's mad because that could happen with Smith based on his placement. But uh, yeah. he put it behind the knee where I think it was Wyden's actually hit the knee or just below the knee. Mm. So I think that's where it is to yeah. be. But yeah, exactly like yeah, we're going Yeah, we're going to touch Hall. on Chris um, Wyden a, a little bit later as well. So Yeah, but uh, as you said with Hall, it's what the sport's about, you know ton of respect for your opponents, you know, regardless yeah. of whether it's a freak injury like that or, you know, a grueling fight. It's, it's what the sport's all Same. about, so showing I respect. Mean, and you know, they're not in there dancing, are they? So, they're, it, they're it, 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 it depends. I mean, you, you look at Valentina and she danced after. <laughs> I know, but I think, I, think if, I think if she would have done that in the fight, it probably would have went a bit different. <laughs> uh, probably not without easy no you're probably right she made it look probably right <laughs> speaking of Valentina yeah. um, yeah Dressica Jessica, Jessica Andrade um, <laughs> yeah Jessica Andrade I nearly said it again you know Jessica Andrade um, yeah so obviously everybody was going into that thinking that Andrade was going to be able to use a wrestling mm-hmm. um, and Valentina's just went nope no she went I'm going to use my wrestling <laughs> yeah, she just went, you ain't doing that. Yeah. You ain't wrestling. I'm wrestling. Um, yeah, just very polished performance, really. She didn't mm. um, She didn't give Jessica a chance. Um, no. Loved the finish. I thought the finish was really creative and, and just well-worked. So she got in the crucifix and then just went, okay, it's open season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, it feels like sometimes Valentina thrives off people saying, well, this person's going to do that to you and instead she'll do that to them. It's just, 
it, why not? It's, There's no better mad. feeling than sort of proving your doubt is wrong. Yeah, it's it's been the matter on game literally. I mean, Andras has got power as well. You know, she's put people out, but it's it, it's like Rogan says they, they've all, they already feel defeated before they even get in there because you know they can't see a lot of openings of what they can do with the champion. But to go off that, then do you think? Uh, is it Jennifer Meyer doing she isn't she fought beforehand? Do you think uh, getting that takedown and winning that round was then a fluke, or do you think Valentina has worked on a wrestling since then after what we've seen? Um, I think she's probably worked on a wrestling. Them type of fighters, the ones who are at the very top of the game, the elite level fighters. If don't forget, if people see one little hole in their game because there's so few. It gets zoned in on so much. Yeah. So the Jessica Andrade's team have probably looked at that and thought, okay, she's got a hole in her in a game there, and yeah. we can out wrestle her. And then she's knew that that was going to get focused on, and she's gone, no one's out wrestling me. <laughs> and now, now find a hole in a game. Now it's exactly. up to somebody else to try and find a hole in a game. Yeah, and that that's what's going to keep it on top until some. Don't be wrong. Yeah, you might get you might get a a once-in-a-lifetime shot and it puts a clean out. That's different. Yeah. But to actually to sort of dissect an opponent and the way she did with Jessica, right now you look at um, Valentina and you go, well, there's nobody going to be able to do that to her. Nobody's going to be able to dissect her like she did to Jessica. No, it, it's... it's, it's I, I hate using the term, but it is a different level. You know what I mean? Of... Hmm. Where, where you get out in, in your fight career, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shevchenko right no, now yeah. is just on another level compared to everyone else. But um, yeah. Dana White... Really, really good performance. Uh, Dana White has said he's not interested in the rematch with Nunes. Um, I was going to leave this to the news part, but since we're on Shevchenko anyway, I thought I'd bring it up. Um, what do you think? That do you think they should stick with the divisions, especially with you know obviously the four twice before. Nunes is two and all against that, even though people say Valentina won the last fight, and then um, obviously going off Valentina might be a bit harder. You know, what 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 do you think of that that decision? I'm happy with that decision. Sick of people going between weight classes for fun. It, it yeah. pisses me off. I've never really been a fan of it um, until a division is well and truly wiped out. And like Dana, and like Dana said, you know, there's always new contenders coming through. There's always yeah. new people coming in and ready to fight. You know, you look Invicta is now on fight pass. They'll be get. I mean, to get people from there anyway, they'll be getting loads of people in from there now. Yeah. Um, LFA as a, a strong looking women's division. You know, there are a couple of their weight divisions there, so it's not like there's not people there out there to fight just because they're in. You know, the the so the smaller promotions as such doesn't mean they're not there and ready to fight. So yeah, yeah bring bring ten new people in and let it go through them. Exactly. Same with Amanda. Same with Amanda. So although with Amanda, it's gonna to have to be twenty because she's got two belts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and see. Like I say, I don't like them going between divisions and stuff like that for fun. Amanda's someone I can appreciate it with because 
she's going out, she's defending one belt, and then she's going out, and then she's defending the next belt. She's keeping and then she'll go back to the other belt. She's keeping active in both divisions, yeah. so I'm fine. I'm fine with that. She's it, clearing out two when, divisions at once. It's when someone <laughs> holds one of those up, basically. Yeah, exactly. Is what I you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Co-main, although I mean, I suppose we kind of had two co-mains, but yeah. um, this was the official <laughs> co-main. Zhang Weili oh, and uh, Rose Namajunas. Um, <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Um... Now, I said to you, didn't I, before, um, so once I actually woke up, we were texting, yeah. and I said I said to you, if um, if Rose is, is clever, this can be a close fight. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I was wrong, <laughs> but it was in Rose's favour. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, I was uh, going with... Jean Willy, um, it, it was. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of Rose, you know. I've seen some of the stuff, but I didn't realize that when Rose is that focused, you know, she is really good, really dangerous. Um, oh, the kick was just lovely, wasn't beautiful. it? Just beautiful. How often do you see a kick thrown that goes sort of through through the hands rather than around? Yeah, you know it mean? was just it and, was just perfectly timed. And what was what was really satisfying about it for me was when you see a throw it in real time. It didn't look like there was much force behind it. Yeah, but it was but just the, it was just the perfect placement. I think it's the reason why it looks not as you know as heavy as it was. Is because it wasn't telegraphed. You know what I mean? Mm. She didn't build it up or anything. She literally just threw it from where she was. It was almost like an up kick, but at an angle. You know what I mean? And I mean, yeah, Wiley literally didn't see it coming. You know, and obviously, yes, yeah, she protested, but she's going to do that. You know, that's being. Yeah, I uh, mean, it, it it makes you think whether like she spoke to Gaethje in that. You know, because it's weird the fact that he stopped Ferguson's mm. 12 fight win streak and now Rose has stopped Whaley's 21 fight yeah. win streak. I mean, it's understandable why she's processed. That's a big, a big loss. It is, to lose. but if she watches it back, she'll understand because I, like, she was protesting it while she was still doing a chicken dance. Yeah. Like she was, she was all over the place. It was, it was 100% the right decision to stop it. I, I think after it. Again, um, yeah, I was just saying, again, like, if she goes back and watches it, <laughs> um, she, she'll realise that it, it was a, a right stoppage. I mean, yeah, there's no question in it, really. Yeah, I mean, after it, like, when, before they announced the winner, I think she kind of had the idea that it was, it was right anyway. But mm. I don't even know, she was Keith Peason seemed pissed off. I don't know what the hell she said to him, you know, but literally, as soon as he lifted uh, Rose's hand, he was out of there. He's like, I'm off. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be in here anymore. So I think I was, it, I no must have, it, obviously we don't know. For me, if it was me, I think it'd just be somebody questioning my decision. Like, they're not in, don't forget, a ref isn't in there for any other reason than to make, than to protect the fighters. Yeah. So he's he's seen that she was out, he's protected her, and then she's having a go with him. It's like it must be a slap in the face kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kinda of like, hang on a minute. 
I could have just left it. You were out cold. I could have just let her punch your face in for, for three hours yeah. on the floor. But I haven't have stopped it because that's my job. I've done my job. Exactly. And, you know, now you're not going to be ruled out with a medical concussion kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, gonna, you possibly are. You could, you, you could have had Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's probably just a sort of pride thing. Mm. Um, you know, why would you... A referee's decision shouldn't get questioned unless your name is Steve Mazzagatti. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> so, so, on to the main event of the Ooh. evening. Around the world, but you know, now lost this, its hits, man. Um, like, so I was literally sat there, mouth wide open for five minutes. I couldn't speak. I was just sat there on my own, like, like mouth wide open. I was gobsmacked. Not as gobsmacked as, as Jorge, because he was really gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, oh my God. He's like, Joe's reaction is perfect. Yeah. For both of them, actually, didn't mention it, but you're done. But Joe's reactions, man, I've missed Joe's reactions. I felt yeah, like he hasn't wanted to do it in the apex. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, yeah, he's he, he's a genuine, genuine family, you know. Um, but uh, it's crazy because like my eyes are terrible, so I, I have I have like a little beanbag that I can sit on by the telly, so I can see it better. And when it happens, I literally I don't know how I've done it, but I nearly fell off. I fell off the beanbag. I, I try and get up off that beanbag and it takes me like 10 minutes but he's <laughs> been knocked out for all high and I'm fucking nearly off it like that's crazy just, it's, it's just crazy and it gave us it's a hype on Twitter today like it gave us potentially the greatest photo in UFC history oh, it's, like if you see the picture that I put oh. Jorge is asleep on his own shoulder yeah it's like both, both of them. Oh I mean, the, the the shot where he actually knocks the sweat out of his body. Like, it's not sweat, you know. That, right? I thought it was sweat. It's not sweat. So there's a thing in the middle of the round. Uh, at at the end of the round, the his team are putting water on his head. Right. And that's what it is. But it's just made for this fucking I absolutely ice cold photo. It's great. Yeah. Both the ice cold, which is the one where he's just caught him like that, and then the one where he is wrestling against his shoulder is the the knockout was stunning, the photography was stunning. Um, ah, so let's let's talk a bit more about it. So, who, who did you have when before it started? Who was you going with? Um, I was st- I was going Usman to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was going to be a case of, like like um, Masvidal said himself, I thought it was going to be a case of he's going to out-wrestle him. Mm. Yeah. And that's what, he, that's what he planned for. And that's why he was laughing at his, at his shots. And then he got knocked the fuck out. Um, I, I mean, so basically with me, when, um, when I had a, a chat with Chris from Unmatched MMA, I made a crazy-ass prediction and I said that Gil Burns would beat Usman, I believe, in the fourth round finish. 
<clears throat> obviously that was very very wrong um, very very and even with this one I was stuck like you know massive without because I have a chance at the end of the day it's, it's mixed martial arts anything can happen but so I went with Usman to win but I would have never seen it going like that you know what I mean like you no one would like this was his 50th fight Masvidal's and in that time span I don't think he's been knocked out no and for the first one to come like that but like Joe even said like he's never even been in trouble yeah like he's never been in trouble he's been finished once I think before it and it was a choke yeah and before that and besides that all those other losses have been by let's see Alright, so so of his losses now he's got eleven by decision, two by submission, two by knockout. So he has been knocked out before. Maybe not like that. Is it knocked out or TKO's? I'm just gonna look now. Um decision, 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 decision. <laughs> um technical submission. Okay. Um TKO punch is all it says. Yeah, so it's it's not, it's not like a, a clean knockout like it was with yeah. Usman. It's he's probably been knocked down and then he's been finished with a punch or punches. Yeah, but this was literally his first KO loss, yeah, like out out. Yeah, so obviously again, people come for for Herb Dean after it. Um, what did you make of the stoppage? Um, I had no problems with it. Um, when, yeah, I mean, the way he's went down looks like he was out straight away, and fair enough, it does. When you see it back, it does. It, it looks like he's still defending himself a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as as soon as he's like comatose on the floor, that hair pulls him off, and so for me. Seeing it back, I thought it was a good stoppage. I thought it was fine. Yeah. See, so yeah, at first, like, I was fine with it, and then people were saying, oh, it was a bad stoppage. So I looked at it again, and obviously, Herb Dean's a little bit of a, a distance away, it seems like, with a lot of these that he's getting called on. He's a little bit of a distance away, where he has to, you know, get over there. But I honestly think, like, after he's talked about hit, he has knocked him out, but then the impact is kind of, you know, woke him up mm. again in a sense and he's tried to cover up. Mm. But, you know, obviously before he could cover up, you know, that was it. Even if they covered up, I don't think he would have got yeah, back I up mean, to be fair, no, he wouldn't have. I mean, it was over. It was it was over with that first one. But as I say, if a fighter, look, if a fighter is still looking like they're defending themselves, then you can't, jump in you can't at the end of you know if he would have jumped in early and Masvidal would have jumped back straight back up don't go wrong I don't think he would have done but let's say for instance hypothetically he hits him with that shot Herb stops it straight away Masvidal jumps straight back up then what yeah. he, he has got a bad stoppage then that so, and we'd probably see number three <laughs> yeah we would Um. so yeah no I was I was I was fine with the stoppage and I mean, the distance, people say, oh, yeah, he was, he was too far away. It's like, I mean, they're in the same cage. Yeah. Usman, only got, Usman only got two more shots on him on the floor. 
and that mm. put him out and then he was pulled off. So it's not like he was, you know, in another arena or something. It's not like he had to run from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Do it in Florida. It's not like he had to it run was from Florida, part yeah. of Florida. Florida's big, leave me alone. Um, but no, I, yeah, people just want to bitch and moan about her team for some reason. Yeah, it's mad because he was actually getting cheered. Like, yeah, when, Herb's when Herb's he was getting team. introduced, the fans were cheering. He's one of only 11 people followed by KFC on Twitter. Leave him alone. <laughs> that was a bit of a random one, but yeah. I know, but none of us can say we're followed by KFC. <laughs> yeah, because true. literally all they follow is the five Spice Girls and six people called Herb because their chicken is made with 11 herbs and spices. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're saying, oh my God, like I made this up. This is KFC for you. The KFC, do that, really. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Honest to God. Is that an advert or what, what, what is that? No. Someone, I, I remember someone, I don't know why we're going off topic now, but why not? <laughs> no, I remember no, seeing no, I'm, someone. I'm, I'm intrigued now about, you know, using Fire Spice Girls I'm, and fucking. Somebody put it up. Seven headings. <laughs> no, someone put it up on. Just put a picture up of it on Twitter. So, yeah, KFC's Twitter. They are following um, Herb Schribner, <laughs> what a weird name, uh, Jerry Horner, who was a Spice Girl, Melanie, Melanie Brown, Spice Girl, Emma Bunton, Spice Girl, Mel C, Spice Girl, Victoria Beckham, Spice Girl, Spice Girl, <laughs> Spice Girl, uh, Herb <laughs> J. Wesson Jr., Herb Waters, Herb Dean, Herb Sendech, and Herb Alpert. And that's the 11 people that KFC follow for the 11 herbs and spices. Oh, my God. Ugh, no. I mean, that's commitment to your brand, though, like in fairness to them, fair play. Okay. You learn something, um, you learn something new every day. How did you come across that, though? As I say, I think, I just, I think, I think someone just posted the picture of it on Twitter. Oh, right. Okay. I just happened to see it. I didn't like actively go looking for it. Going, I wonder if KFC follow. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll go to McDonald's and see if they only follow people called Mac and Donald. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, KFC <laughs> follows five Spice Girls and seven Herbs. I was going to say seven Deans then. That wouldn't make sense. <laughs> seven Herbs for the for the brand of we use these eleven things. You know. We use a bit of ginger Sorry. spice. We use a bit of it, it's brand commitment. What what are the spice girls' names? We we use a bit of sporty spice. <laughs> you do that so what was it? Um, it was ginger spice, posh spice, sporty spice, scary spice, and baby spice. Can you imagine that chicken posh spice take away. Oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> I mean that was less posh. That was more Sean Connery. Mm, no, he's, he's kind of posh, isn't he? Not really, no. He's like no, he's not really, but you just, know, he's he's got he's that Scottish. Kind of... There's not a single posh Scottish person in the world. Yeah, true. They don't do posh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, two anyway, six one so, was fantastic. Two two six one was absolutely crazy. Um, delivered incredibly for the fans. Uh, I can't wait for the next one in Houston. Mm. It, uh, I, I I'm going but, back to the apex life, but yeah. I mean, what I, what I don't want to do is get so hyped up for the next one that 
it doesn't deliver like this. You know what I mean? And then you knock yourself down. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try to approach the next one with just like a, a relaxed open mind, you know. Yeah, that one, that's that one. This one could be completely different, so it could be even crazier. Well, let's no, see. Like it, it's going to be the greatest card of all time. Obviously, with the, the fans being back and there's a shit ton of fighters in the UFC, they're all going to want to get in there and, you know, so who knows what the next hey, what one could be like. 262. 262. Should be nice. Should be good. Oliveira, nice. Chandler. Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz. Tony Ferguson, Bernardo uh, Dadish. Yeah. Dadish, whatever. Dadish. Bregos, Edson Barboza. Uh, Jack Ray Souza. Yeah. Jack Ray Souza. Um, Andre Jack Manson. Um, Andre Lee, Antonia, Shevchenko. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Aguilar on the early prelims. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good card. Looking at the card, it's, it's um, uh, There's a, a lot of great names on it, but obviously names don't always mean that it's it, it delivers, but I'm no, looking forward to it. Um, it's like a crazy card. It does, but, you know, there's a lot coming up UFC-wise. You know, you've got the return of TJ Dillashaw in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, that, uh, what, that, that's Corey Snake or something. People calling them a snake. <laughs> Um, and then next, well, this upcoming weekend, you got a, uh, who is it, Dominic? Dominic Reyes in there, Prochaska. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cub Swanson, Giga Chikadze, uh, Ian Kutalabin, Dustin Jacoby, Sean yeah. Strickland against uh, Christoph Jocko. Yeah. Again, good, good card for the, good card for the um, ESPN one, like. Yeah. So, yeah, UFC, you know, UFC are going to carry on doing what they do and that's putting on really good fights for the fans and that's what we love. Yeah, the um, best versus the best, as they put it. That's what he does. The best of the best of the best of the best. Um, so, news. Not a great deal to go on at the moment, is the uh, No. After, with the aftermath of um, of 261, nothing really happened too much. But what have we got? What have you found for us? Essentially, we covered the news because everyone is still... Going crazy over the card, so essentially we've come to news. But I try pick out like a few few items. Um, so the first one that I think everyone will, you know, know about is McGregor has said uh, he wants to make a run at welterweight and to eventually fight Usman. Um. Uh, yeah, and apparently Usman is also on drugs, uh, on drugs, on steroids, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, give us your thoughts on this one. Um, please let Kamara Usman fight Conor McGregor. That will be a murder. That will be first degree murder. Yeah. That's just gonna. It's a it's a fucking complete and utter mismatch. It, it makes absolutely no sense except Conor McGregor last for it. Dana will go yes, sir, Conor sir, and he'll get made. That's exactly what I said. Like I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but he needs to go on and run and earn it. Everyone else does. You know what I mean, 
and I, I don't, don't know the, everyone else. I, I don't know the reasons behind the channel level one fighting thing in it. Maybe it's because he was the backup anyway originally, but going back to Connor, it's like now he's because Usman's gonna blow up now even more. You know, he's getting that respect, he's getting that recognition, you know. Connor's putting his name into into there and I think if if he gets past Dustin, then Dana, Dana, that's why I said if, if, if he gets past Dustin, Dana's probably going to say to him, what would you like next? Would you like the winner of Chandler and Olives or would you like to fight Kamaru? Um, I mean, first of all, I think he needs to go back and fight the fucking, the R fella from the bar first because he still hasn't beat him. <laughs> all he done was buy the pub that he punched him in and then barred him from it. Is, did he actually buy it? Apparently, yeah, like for two mil. Like some really famous pub in Dublin. And then what he said to the fella, you're he's not put, he's put, No, I mean, he's put he's put on Twitter <laughs> and, and your boy, and he said, and your boy's barred me and the fella that he fucking jabbed in there. The fella, and, you know, the fella was about must 70. Must the earth is proud or something? No. Yeah, imagine, imagine being Conor McGregor thinking that you're the fucking hardest man on the planet and then you punch some R fella who didn't want your shit whiskey. And he's just went. Yeah, he's just literally went. You don't pick a fight with a drunk Irishman. I don't care who you are. Whether you're another drunk Irishman, just don't fight with one. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Be, be safe. Be safe. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. And ultimately, you might, you might hit him 10 times for his none. And yeah. somehow you'll still lose the fight. <laughs> I remember um, when it was on Aldi once there was this drunk Irish guy and um, he kept coming up to us in some bouncy castle like on the beach some weird bouncy castle and he just kept coming up to us and going come and fight me on the bouncy castle I was like <laughs> no <laughs> like, no you crazy Irish bastard go away and uh, yeah so that was our met Conor McGregor um, <laughs> no yeah they're just Irish man they're, they're great they're fantastic but they're a different breed yeah they're animals but the, as I said they're great props to the Irish um, yeah, um, so honestly we haven't got a lot of news items so uh, I'll come back to Usman and it seems that Colby is going to be next to fight him um, after Usman already beating him, breaking his jaw, and he is going to fight him again. Mm. After what we've seen, after seeing Usman's just getting better and better, how do you see that fight going this time around? Um, I'm going to be wearing my Nigerian war paint for the fight. <laughs> Honestly, swear to God, green, white down the middle. I'm going full Usman for that, mate. I can't wait. Um, I think it's gonna be, and I uh, just pfft. if I was watching that fight as Colby, I would have been absolutely shit in a brick. And, and apparently, um, he's saying in his post fight thing, uh, his, his interview that he weren't impressed by Usman. He shouldn't be yeah. celebrating uh, beating a, a genuine, yeah, beating a genuine. Which even though he's a, a genuine, look at what he's done in the last, you know. I'll, I think I'll, it's what he's yeah. done the last year or so. I think no, it's I mean. disrespectful 
to Jorge that because I think his game has stepped up a lot in the last 12 months, two years. He um, made a shift, didn't he? You know what I mean? He, he was yeah. a lot of losses. He made a shift in 2018, obviously. That's when he become this, you know, star that star. he is. Um, yeah, yeah. Global star, yeah. He, he made no, a change. I think that's and just, paid off and... that's just Colby being a dickhead as normal. So, take, don't don't listen to a word that clown says. He's like the Jake Paul of MMA, except, uh, annoyingly, he is good. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I think I'd become uh, a fan of, of Usman when he first thing he'd Covington. Mm. Someone else needs to shut up, but even then, he still doesn't shut up. He thinks he didn't oh, no. have any interest. Like that else was his, you know what I mean? His jaw's over there. I was like, yeah. I, I've, I've broken my jaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, no but, I, like, you know... You know me, and I think you're largely the same as outside of like recent anyway, outside of like Khabib and Tito. I've not, I'm, I don't have, I'm not a fan necessarily of particular fighters. Yeah. I'm a fan of them all, but yeah, I just yeah. like some fighters. Like, I don't, I don't watch fights for the people. I do, no, yeah, I don't watch fights for the people in the fights. I have just as much fun watching a fight with two people I've never heard of before. Yeah. And I'm wanting to see more of them than I do as I do with watching a Kamari Wasman fight or, uh, you know, Adesanya fight or Ngannou, you know, anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a fan of the fighting, not the fighters. Yeah. I, I think, I think I probably weighed it wrong there then. Because saying I've become a fan is like I didn't like them. Which isn't the case, you know. Obviously, I enjoy watching them and stuff, but uh, appreciating them might be a, a better word when he he be Colby. You know, people seen people still see Colby as his biggest threat, and he was able to to you know not get taken down by him and also you know finish him. Um, Is I, anyone I, a threat to him now, though? Realistically. Realistically, I mean, what, what's the what's the matchup that he's got? So you've got Colby, obviously, Wonder Boy. I mean, it's a it's a different style to what he's been used to, you know, the sort of classy style. And yeah, who else? You know, Leon Edwards. And yeah, Leon Edwards. Depending on what happens in his I fight, I mean, I suppose if Diaz pulls out the victory against. Edwards, that you could throw Diaz in the mix, I suppose. I don't believe he belongs in the mix, but you know how it works. Yeah, exactly. If you get, if you get a win Probably. over the number three ranked, then you, you're, you're putting yourself in contention at least. That's why, um, you know, Hamza was going to fight him. Because yeah. obviously people talk about Hamza if he were to beat Leon, you know, obviously that just does. Crazy mm. things for him in terms of well, where only, he should be. No, you've only got to look at like middleweight to him, you know, Vittori getting the title shot against Adesanya. Yeah. You know, that could have been Darren Till. Yeah, I know. That, that would have been Darren Till if, if he was in the fight and either one. You know, yeah. Vittori is just right place at the right time. You know, people, one bit of news we probably could have picked up on anyway. People were annoyed that Whitaker didn't get the, the title shot. But um, I think it's been ex- explained that I think yeah, yeah. I so know, it's not that he didn't go, the fight. He went to Whitaker first. Yeah. Um, but 
Whitaker didn't want to do it on the date that it's set for. Izzy ha- wanted to fight no matter what on the date that this has been set for. Yeah. So they went they went to Whitaker first. He turned it down. Pretty much, he's got the winner of that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and as I said, now it's Adesanya, Vittori. So I think for all parties involved, it makes that that's a winning situation. Whitaker gets the the rest time that he wants. Izzy gets the fight when he wants, and Vittori gets a title shot that he probably wasn't really expecting all that much. Yeah, well, there you go. That's how it works. Um, so last bit. Um, obviously, you mentioned Jake Paul before. It's not no, about him. <laughs> it's not about him, but it's regarding Triller. How you say it? Triller. 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 Um, so just pretend, pretend you're watching Michael Jackson, but you're Irish. You're on the hardest thing to like, aren't you? Yeah. I can't do an Irish accent, so even if I try to do it, it won't work. Thriller. <laughs> um, so apparently they have now um, filed a lawsuit for 100 million against illegal streamers of that particular fight, which makes you think about the numbers that they put out. You know what I mean? Not many. <laughs> Dana said it in the press conference. They didn't get the numbers that they're saying they did. Yeah, why would they? I mean, look, look yeah. at the, the, the difference in the numbers. They apparently got 1.3 million pay per view buys, but the far the file in the 100 million. Well, I mean, hmm. is that to say that this is the amount of money that they would have got if people didn't illegally stream? Or, or I'm not being uh, funny, like Jake Paul is a tit, um, he's but he's got a big following on social media, and um, that's all Box so boxing fans wouldn't have bought that, and his fans won't have cared enough about it to buy that because yeah, he was the main event or the the event. You know, his fans aren't going to tune in to watch Frank Mead and Steve Cunningham. Exactly, yeah, just not. So why would they pay for it? So yeah, it probably hasn't done anywhere near the numbers that they're trying. Um, and I'm glad. Hopefully it spells the end of his non-existent boxing career. Oh, because it's can't. not a boxing, it's it's not a boxing career until you fight a boxer. I can't see that little trick going anywhere anywhere anytime no. soon. He's gonna try and pull as much money out of it as he can and keep on fighting yeah. no namers and YouTubers and that's it. I mean Cormier said he'd fight him after the confrontation. Said said to yeah. Hawani. I will fight him only in that MMA fight. He said it won't be easy. I'm forced three years old. I've got to come back. It won't be easy, but I'd go down to 205 and I'd fight him. He says that I don't need to go over there for money. He said I earned it as the heavyweight champion. He said so I don't need a payday, but I will rip his face apart, basically. And he was very, very sincere in how he was saying. Um, it just that, just I just chilled out and called you. Like I will rip his face. I will go down. That's it. That I would pay for. And it, it, it's two different things. You know what I mean? Boxing, it's one dimensional. MMA, a lot of stuff that can come at you. Like that. He that will never come over to it. No, will he? For he, he's already said he's never going to fight an actual boxer. <laughs> Silly. He's come out and admitted it. And there um, you go. Because he knows think, he'll get beat. 
But he's getting the I'm money, not... so why would he play to a, a real well, boxer? If, if DC, if DC went and fought Jake Paul, it would be the equivalent of Goro in Mortal Kombat doing his fatality and fucking pulling, ripping him yeah. apart. And I would pay good money to see that. Yeah. Um, it's a nice it is. It is a very nice visual. Um, we mentioned uh, Christopher Weidman and Aye. his rubber leg. Yeah. Um, um, so he's obviously posted a couple of updates. Um, Ariel Helwani went in on someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Which was, which was quite quite funny to see. Yeah. Um, Uncle Helwani going for him. Yeah. But, you know, so, thankfully his surgery went well. Um, you know, it, you don't want to see fighters get injured. No. In that manner, but what I do want to ask you um, is this karma for Chris Wyden? Where's the karma coming from? I mean, what because it, it happened to Anderson Silva by his leg? So, not because it happened to Anderson Silva, but after as it happened to Anderson Silva, Chris Wyden ran away and celebrated. Right, okay. I've, I've, Chris yeah. Wyden turned his back and went like that and started celebrating, running around the octagon. Right, I've I've used not seen the the update and that that he, he'd give, and there's a genuine picture as well. So obviously after Anson's kicked him and reacted, he didn't know it was his leg had gone essentially. So yeah, he has went off, but when he's turned around and seen him holding his leg, he's moved security out the way to let his coaches come in to a uh, so he can have a familiar face in that difficult time. And he's actually went over to there is a, a picture um I see if I can find it quickly of uh basically Wyden next to him, next to Anderson. Uh, and you know, very very concerned. Um so I'm looks if I can find it and then see it somewhere. Uh I to find it. I did see it somewhere on on Twitter. Um, there we go. Yeah, so I don't know if you can see that. So that was obviously after he turned around and he realised that. Silver had uh, hurt his leg. He went over and, you know, was there and helped him. Mm. So, no, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only asking it because I've seen other people say, yeah, mention but, stuff about it on Twitter. So. Um, but with that, like if he had just celebrated, then yeah, you know, it's calm and all day, but. The fact that he realised what it was and then went over and got his coaches in and that. Um, no, I don't think it's karma. I think it's more of a coincidence the fact that it happened to him when it happened to Anton Silva from him defending him. Hmm. You know, um, could happen to anyone, to be honest with you, as we say, but it happened, it happened to him. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been throwing him. Um... I wouldn't have been throwing like kicks after that the other night though. If if I'd have just if I'd have just seen that, I just would have been like, nah, leg kicks are out tonight, boys. Sorry. I think you know any fan watching from after that point, any leg kick that we've thrown would be like, you know, grinding the teeth and everything. You know, just waiting for like a, a leg to just be, block. It'd just be like a little, just be like a little. 
<laughs> yeah, little, little top. Just, there yeah. you go. Still got a point. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, so that that's really all the news is, to be honest. Yeah. Not, not a great deal. So let's move into what is my favourite part of, of our episodes these days. Indeed. And, um, also, we got, I think we, we got four questions in, didn't we? But technically, we've got five. Oh, man, we. Uh, you didn't get to answer oh, yeah, this one. From last time. Yeah. So we all well put that in there. Yeah. Um, might have to go back a while to that one because I can't remember. Um, it was um, reference uh, regarding was the... pizza in uh, US versus UK. Yeah. I know it was something along them lines, but yeah. Um, so let's go through the other ones first then. Go for while it. While I try and look, at, look for this one. Yeah. And, um, We'll we'll have that one to to finish it. So, speaking of Armand Mook, um, he was he was first to hit us up this week, um, and so he said, um, "What was it like watching our main man Jorge get KO'd um, the way he did? And do we think he bounces back? And who against?" What was it like? I I mean. It was a sensational knockout. Obviously, it was. It's hard to watch, you know. I think Jorge is a fan favorite as well. Anyway, he's a, a favorite of ours. Um, yeah, I mean, it was difficult seeing it, but I, I was absolutely stunned. Does he bounce back? Yeah, if he believes he can, um, he will. I mean, his coaches believe that he's still got a lot to show. You know. Mm. So if he believes that, yeah, definitely he will bounce back against who? There's a few options. Um, obviously, there's there's Nick Diaz. You know, that'd be a great fight, but I don't think I don't think Diaz is in the position to get like so what he probably be like rank fifth or sixth now. Um, mm. I believe. I don't think Diaz would be in that position but then again who knows I think realistically he fights the loser of Edwards and Diaz I mm. think either way there we've got a great fight we've got the, the rematch BMF rematch exactly we've got that rematch with which ended you know Dr. Stoppage um, and then obviously you've got the whole thing with Leon Edwards the three piece and the soul three thing you know so it's I that's think, the fight I want to see that was that would probably be what would happen realistically. He fights the loser hmm. of Edwards and Diaz. Yeah. No, that that that's the fight I want to see. Um I mean, what was it like watching him getting knocked out? I mean, like I said, it was it was just awe inspiring. It was just phenomenal. It's like yeah, Jorge is is one of our guys, but I mean you, you can't not admire a knockout like that. It was yeah. just unbelievable. It was, oh my word. Yeah, um, it was, God, to quote that intro, John Anik, my God. Um, <laughs> That's it, yeah. It just, yeah. There's, there, there, there's no words to describe that properly, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think you will bounce back. I was saying this to um, army, well, my mate, Kevin, where who, um, Abba Pudley and Kev, yeah. Um, 
he gets more shout outs than anyone on both my podcasts, you know, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think he does bounce back. I think he, he kind of, he was very reflective. Don't know if that's really the right word I want to use, but I'm going to go for it. In his post-fight interview saying, you know, he was concentrating on his wrestling and he caught me with a good shot. He was quite bold, Fair play to him. Yeah, which is something people haven't really associated with Masvidal too much. Um, so I do think he will bounce back from it. As I say, the fight I want to see, just for the whole three-piece and soda incident, is is with Edwards, which oh, yeah. kind of makes me want to... Which, with you saying that, I do agree. I think that's the sensible way to go about it. So I kind of want Diaz to win against Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, yeah. No. Great question as always. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, next question is from Greg um, from And Then Some More podcast, who yeah. inspired our last episode. Yes, thank you. So thanks for that, Greg. And um, so his question is with uh, what Rose did reclaiming the title uh, she lost is so incredibly difficult. So his question is what former champion has the best chance of reclaiming their title next? Mm. Now this is quite a difficult question for me, but I think I've got a way to go. I think I've got my answer for it, but I'm going to let you go first because I think you've thought about this a bit more than I've. Yeah, I mean, there's several fighters. Um, I mean, I think the obvious one would be Ethiopian. I think that rematch, whenever it happens, whenever Aljamain allows it, um. Jan. Never, if he had his way. Yeah, well, Jan uh, kills him. Um, that's why I think, anyway, I don't know how much adjustments Aljamain can make, but yeah. Um, so I had him in mind. And then another one, honestly, I think how, how he's looked and stuff. Um, and with the, the champions having a recent loss, you know, don't know how that affects him, but Whitaker. Um, I can't see Vitt- Vittori getting past Adesanya. I could be wrong there. I'm not the best at predictions, but in my opinion, I, I can't see Vittori getting past Adesanya. But I think Whitaker has a very good chance of reclaiming his title. Yeah. Um, and then the only other one I had was. Uh, uh, Stipe mostly, be, mostly because he has a win over Nganu anyway but it would be a case of you know making adjustments because obviously in the first fight he took a lot of Nganu's shots yeah, he, he finished them in the second fight but you know it could be, be different you know what I mean both of them make adjustments anything could happen so it'd be them three but I think the one I'd go for the one I want to go for is Whitaker I think Whitaker has a good chance yeah so uh, yeah I think you can make a case for for them for all of them definitely make a case for Whitaker make a case for Petty Gang make a case for um, Stipe Um, I think the one people are forgetting about right now um is someone that we mentioned a little earlier is is TJ Dillashaw. If okay. um, if he can if, if he can come back at the same level he left us at, mm. I know we I know we lost to them 
to Shahuda. Yeah. Yeah. But if he can come back at that level, because at that time, I mean, he was he was a different animal for a little yeah. bit. Like when he the way he um, you know, when he beat Garbrandt and stuff like that twice, didn't he? Um, I say he was he was really becoming a different level of fighter. I thought at the time, and then the steroids happened, and that was it. But if he can come back at the same level, man, I think he's um, he's definitely got a shot at, at getting his belt back. Do you think he does, or do you think the lack of PEDs will have a knock-on effect? We can only wait and see when he fights yeah. Sandegan. We don't know, as I say. That's why I'm saying if he can come back at the same level, if the same if the same level of Dillashaw comes back, then yeah, absolutely. If it if it was all down to PEDs, then obviously not. Yeah. Um, I'm sure yeah, for Sandegan on that one. <laughs> yeah, again, I mean, I'm not. I'm not too fussed either way with that one. Yeah. I think both good fighters could go either way. I think it's going to be a good fight. So I'm just looking forward to the fight. <laughs> um, so yeah, good question, Greg. Um, question from Chris, and I hate him for it. Um, Chris, unmatched then and now. Which fight from UFC 261's main card shocked you the most? Oh, God. Why, um, why do you have to do? Why do you have to do like that? It was like that. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, um, which one was shocking the most? Uh, um Wide ones was a shock mostly because it was for what it was. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, you know, you're not expecting it. You never really expect it. it. it, it it's a stanky leg, is what it was. Yeah, I've got stanky leg. Um. Do the stanky leg. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but in the shock where what I think he's going for is Cobb Smacks. Can't believe what I've just seen. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got it. He's been knocking out Masvidal. Um, I was just speechless from it. Is Yeah. And so it is, and, and that's, a state of shock, you know, not being able to fucking speak. So, um, yeah, it when shocked me the most with his his payout. It was absolutely just stunning. Just, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I I agree completely. Um, Wideman for the Wideman's was a different type of shock. Mm. Um, but for for the actual. Shock of, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Um, again, like I said, I was speechless for five minutes. Um, yeah, Usman, all day long. That, that's definitely a thing you've been shocked, you know, cobbed on, can't speak. Yeah, I've never seen anybody get slept. Someone's got to sleep on their own, on their own shoulder. Oh, just if it's for this unbelievable Cameroon. Oh, unbelievable yeah. camera. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then our final question uh, first time asker, um, fourth and long. Lovely. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, fourth and long. They like quite a lot of our stuff um, on Twitter and stuff. They're yeah. quite they're, they are supportive of us. So, really appreciate it. Uh, go and follow them at fourth long radio. Um, and what they've asked is which KO was more meaningful, Usman or Rose? Like this this question, um, so I want to like 
break it down um, at any points to it. So obviously with, with Usman, it was, for me, it was more a case of he wasn't satisfied with how he beat Masvidal last time. You know, obviously mm. the six days notice. Um, you know, having the broken nose, you know, having to adjust opponents. Um, I, I think the main thing of that is he wasn't satisfied, but then you add in the fact that he KO'd him. And, you know, he's never been KO'd in that. It becomes quite meaningful, but I, I don't know, with this one, I feel Rose had the more meaningful one. I mean, she went through the whole thing of when she was champion, dealing with it, you know. She she felt it was almost a burden to have the belt because of the attention it brought. And, you know, it seemed like she had to go through a lot to focus her mind and, you know, realise that having the belt isn't, you know, it, it, it's a lot, but it's not as much of a burden as she thought. And then to beat Wei Li, who's on a 21 fight win streak, just come off the one of the best fights ever against Joanna. And to beat her the way she did with the incredible, you know, head kick. Yeah. Um, for me. And then obviously you got the whole thing as well with the I'd rather be dead than red, which she explained is just about air past and stuff at Lena Pingler, Wei Li. Having that on your mind as well. For me, Rose becomes the more meaningful performance or fight. Um, that that win becomes a lot more meaningful because of what she's gone through that transition and then at the win. Yeah, um, I I agree. I think Rose's was more meaningful. I think um, Kamaru's was more like powerful if if you know what I mean yeah it was I think I think Kamaru's was a bigger statement in the world of MMA right but yeah. I think Rose's was more meaningful in what it meant to her personally yeah. seeing what it meant to her she broke down she got jokes exactly. in um, so yeah I think Rose's was, was the more meaningful myself uh, yeah exactly I totally forgot about that like, and even though like I say like, I was shocked off Usman's I was shocked with this because I didn't even hear any of the, the push fight things when I, I put on mm-hmm. Tuffley. I didn't hear anything and then she thought about what she wants to do with opening gyms and, you know, helping the world through MMA, which I think is, is great. You know, that's another meaningful thing for, for her. And in, the, in mm-hmm. the press conference, she spoke about giving back as a champion and obviously that's one way she's going to do that. Um, that was a great question. Thank you for that one. Yeah, it was. Um, and Rose has obviously inspired you because you've copied her. <laughs> I've been like this for a couple of days, you know, at least. At least she's not receding. I look terrible, a little uh, Dracula thing going on, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'd say worse than Dracula. Dracula looks all right. So look <laughs> <laughs> she'll just, she'll um, just become like Dana and take it all off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so. The final question and what we're going to wrap it up on um, is the one from Mucha did go back and find it, thankfully. Lovely. So, what he wanted to know at the time, this was 9th of April, so apologies for the delay, Mucha. It was unintentional. Yeah. Um, 
and he put time for some real analysis, the serious issues. UK pizza versus US pizza. And he wants us to break down both sides. Now, here's the thing. Um, UK pizza really doesn't exist. All the pizza you can get in the UK is basically copying from other parts of the world. You'll either get a, uh, you know, a nice thin stone-baked Italian-style pizza or you'll get you know, a New York-style pizza. You might get a Chicago deep dish. Yeah. But there's, there's not like a... A, L- a London pizza, uh, 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 like a, that. A, a Dorset thick crust. <laughs> yeah, there's not like a, there's not like a Liverpool, you know, like stuffed crust pizza or anything like that. The UK <laughs> doesn't have its own pizza. We've robbed it from other places. Yeah. And I'm gonna, f- I'm hopefully gonna find this out when I go to America later this year. Um, it's not gonna be a patch. The UK pizza isn't gonna be a patch on American pizza. I'm gonna have proper, authentic New York style pizza. Um, you know, I think if you go into New York, surely it's got to be against the law not to try it while you're there. Um, uh, first of all, I agree. Secondly, you're a cunt because <laughs> you're getting to try your proper American pizza. I've never tried a proper American pizza, even like the thing that we've got in town, the American pizza slice. I think the only reason yeah. it's called that is because of the size of it. I don't even know. If yes, it's literally American. I think it is more size thing, but. Um, um, but, no, yeah. I've had, I've had like I've had like Italian pizza because there's some places in in the city centre in Liverpool which do do like Italian style pizza and it's lovely. Don't get me wrong, it is. It's it's run by Italians and stuff like that. But Sorry. like I say, <laughs> what you said to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm half asleep when I'm laughing at do do. Um, this is this is what I have to deal with on a daily yeah, basis. Go on. So yeah, um, you've you've tried some in, in uh, the city yeah, centre. In the city centre, like it, it's nice. It's it's just it's run by you know there's a place called Crust. I think it is, and it's run by mm. Italians. So it's proper pizza. Don't get me wrong, and it's lovely. But I don't know. There's something about sort of trying New York style pizza. I think it's just got to be done. Um, and I think just in general, like going to New York. My mate went, um, who were doing me other podcast where he went a couple of years back and he said, when, when you go, it's like you've been there already because you've seen it so much on films and TV shows and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Like, it's like you've already been. Yeah, um, I, mean, yeah. I can't wait. So, um, yeah. No. I'm just going to rub it in more now because you call me a cunt. I'm going to New York, <laughs> Vegas and San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing that sets it apart as well is... America just go all out. You know what I mean? Like, you want a pizza? Yeah, okay, it is. Okay. It is a fucking a 28 inch. You know, and that, that's probably still small. Um, and that's a slice. That's not even a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, the, like they do, they do slices of pizza fed, bigger than basically. They do slices of pizza bigger than we do actual pizza. Yeah, I think the most we do is like 18 inch, is what I've, yeah, I've seen. Like I mean, as I say, you can. Yeah, and. When I seen an 18 inch pizza, I thought, Jesus Christ, that's massive. Yeah. So you can think <laughs> so, of like one of like proper American restaurants where it fucking covers the full table. You know what hmm. I mean? You need like fucking five plates to lift it up. And yeah, but take I think, it's, I think it. it's gotta be like I think it's gotta be like a proper diner pizza. It can't be like restaurant pizza. Yeah. To get a proper New York slice, it's gotta be from like a, a diner. Yeah. Um like a a fucking truck stop or something I don't know but but um, I think to answer the question there's no analysis needed because there's no 
comparison essentially you know With, without MFF even trying it yeah US hands down water, you know, it does so thanks it. for that question Ruth um, it, it was certainly different um, mm. and we, we loved it um, I think we mentioned it yeah <laughs> I mean I'm not I've just had the most giant plate of spaghetti bolognese I've ever seen and there's still like a full meal left of it so I, I made um, something unusual today not like I've ever made so it's like it's just a pastry and then it's spinach mixed with ricotta or ricotto and uh, what's that cheese called? Uh, mozzarella, mozzarella, um, and then yeah, I thought you were gonna hit me with like gorgonzola or something. And then what's that cheese called? Mozzarella, like, that's <laughs> not uh, a very easy to buy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of the name, of it, so I had to leave. Do like a little uh, a little voice with it. Um, yeah, he's put down the pastry, got some sliced tomatoes, put down, put it in for like another 10 15 minutes, and you got yourself a meal. It's actually, it's actually quite lovely, yeah. What's up? So, so I had me, uh, I don't know, he's a, he's a good chef, but I got me chef on today, yeah. <laughs> just, just don't say Jamie Oliver, he got rid of the turkey chisels. Um, also, before we go, there's another thing that we have to do. And it seems like we're, we're forgetting about it, but really we shouldn't. Because shouldn't, it and, that's why I'm go- and that's why I'm going to let you do. Uh, obviously, with uh, enhanced CBD, uh, do not forget to use our code Super Necessary to get 10% at checkout. That was it. <laughs> now, head over to them. Like I say, the, um, they've, they've, got, they've got good products. Mm. You know, thankfully for me, I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, I'm I'm partnered with them on this podcast and my other podcast as well. Yeah. So if you want to if you want to get a second discount, you know you can use code um, Liverpool Groove at checkout if you want. But use super necessary. Um, that's what we're here for. But as I said, they've got they've got some good um, some good products. They're still they're still new. Um, still fairly new in in the CBD game, and I know there's loads out there. Mm. But um, you know, enhanced. <laughs> They got some really good good products, and to be honest, there's some products there that I've never actually seen from other people. Obviously, they've got your standard um, CBD oil and stuff like that, but then they've got like a um, a muscle relief gel as well, which right now I could really do. But to be honest with you, my arms are killing from the gym the other day. Um, so yeah, give give them a look, guys. Um, so they got some really good stuff. Um, yeah, they got CBD oil, CBD isolate. Um, and even do some some gear as well in terms of clothing. I don't think there's too much just yet. Get yourself a cap, get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a a muscle tee. So they've got some got some nice looking stuff on there. So uh, give them give them a follow. Have a look at the stuff. Uh, we will hopefully have a giveaway involving them very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Um, I think we mentioned it last time before we finished. We are going to be. Um, doing another non-MMA episode soon. Um, we're going to try and get through some of our million and seven guests we've got. Um, <laughs> we're going to try and get through a few of them, I think, but we are going to be doing another non-MMA episode soon. And as I said, last time, this time, um, you're going to get... Last time, this time? What? Sound like Alan Partridge. Last time, um, this time. <laughs> honestly, right, just yeah, no one... I don't think a lot of people are really going to get this, but there's a show on starting on BBC soon, uh, called This Time, 
with Alan Partridge. And he does this thing at the end of the advert where it's like, if you've if you've got the time, let this time have your time and do this time. It's like he says time, but 75 times. Oh, like, what have you even just said? It's hilarious, but I don't know what you said. Anyway, yeah. Um this time and with that with that episode, we're gonna let uh, you, our listeners, decide what the episode's gonna be about. Um we're not sure of what categories we're gonna let you choose from yet. But once we know, we'll um we'll hit you with the options and we'll we'll go from there and it's gonna be fun. Um we had fun doing the non-MMA one last time. Yeah. You know, got to got to show you a, a slightly different side to us. Yeah. Um you know, I feel like we're sort of growing as we do this. Our personality is coming out a little bit more yeah. every episode. Um and I think the non-MMA hep- episode, 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 I went to say is... help. <laughs> yeah, no, I went to say help. Um, no, I think the non-MMA episodes help with that more than the MMA episodes in fairness. So, um, yeah, we'll love to bring another one. Um, go back and check out our guest interviews. We've done quite a few now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got a few more lined up, a few big names, a few not so big names who would, who would you know, Looking forward to just as much. Yeah, um, the platform, the needs that we want to give them. Yeah, I mean, there's someone, there's someone out there doing that tenfold. In fairness, uh, prospect MMA podcast. I think what he's doing, purely highlighting up and comers. Yeah, dead. it there's is. Not yeah. many out there doing what he, what he's doing, and I think, um, you know, I think he deserves a little shout out. Yeah, um, he's doing, he's doing great. Absolutely, he's, so, he's he's grinding. He's he's doing them every day. And, giving these fighters, you know, a platform to help get noticed. So it is it is incredible. Um, and we yeah. wanna, you know, we've always said we want to do something similar in, you know, yeah. pros or amateurs, you know, we want to get them on and help them grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um well that's us. Thanks very much for listening everyone. And we'll be back very soon. Super necessary.